Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your hosts, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your basketball betting this season. Get analysis of every play, prop, and point at BetOnline. You'll find the latest odds, team matchups, and game trends at BetOnline. BetOnline is your basketball headquarters this season. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your bonus. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome to Believe in 76ers podcast. I'm Marcus Dash here with our host, legendary 76ers point guard, Eric Snow, and my brother, Tasia Dash. Guys, rough one, uh, but I felt like game two, that was going to happen. Did you, I mean, obviously you guys predicted that, but were you surprised by how that happened? No. I mean, I, I, even though I picked it to be um, a little closer, um, I think it's, it's, it's not surprising to see when the team wins the first game, the second game kind of gets out of hand and they kind of pull back. Um, you, you can kind of see it. I don't know if it's a natural reaction um, to kind of relax a little bit. Um, you know, then eventually the coaches pull guys out the game fairly early. Um, mm-hmm. Same thing happened with the Lakers with Golden State. Like, it was almost like identical games from that perspective. Um, so it, it happens. It happens quite often, especially when, you know, the road team wins game one. Yeah, I feel like it was coming for a while, the whole, uh, we already won one, let's just pack it in and go back to Philly type, type reaction. And it kind of felt like that was happening. Yeah. But I, I just – I'm not surprised, but, man, I thought Brogdon can shoot from anywhere and he was going to make it That's at one point. I was like, man, he just can't miss. They didn't think they could miss. You could just tell. It's crazy. Yeah. By the way, y'all like my roosters up there? Oh, yeah. I, lo- I love that. <laughs> I, I do love that. <laughs> yeah, I think um, that my mom passed 10 years ago, so I think that – um. She put those up there when I bought this house for them, uh, which was like 26 years ago. Wow. So I think them roosters have been up there 26 years. That's awesome. <laughs> we met a, a little like an imprint around them. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's no, you no them behind them. It's, yeah, they go, you take them down and you can still see it. Yep, it doesn't matter. They're there, they're there until you paint that wall. Exactly. <laughs> And the crazy part is I never really paid attention to them until we did until I kind of picked this spot. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah. Well, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> We're happy to contribute some, uh, you know, interior design uh, uh, observations. I like it. I, I could I could move around this house. It's um, pretty um, pretty impressive. No, I mean you guys. I mean I probably could show you my brother's. Um, Lombardi and Buckets Awards. That's pretty impressive. Ooh, I should have put that's, them That's pretty me. cool. Yeah. That, that's pretty cool. Behind. Next time I'll do that, I'll put them behind me. Yeah, yeah, have them right behind you. Yeah. Actually, uh, my, it's funny you bring that up. Uh, my mom, uh, she went to some yard sale. Some guy was giving away, like, f- football cards. And um, she showed me this, like, uh, 
of this one page with all Chiefs cards. And your brother was was in there. Was it, it was I, think, I don't know if it was his rookie card or it might have been his, his second year, but it was Percy Snow uh, uh, Chiefs yeah. uh, card. Pretty That's pretty cool. badass. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, guys. So so we, we kind of touched on game one, uh, but so we'll get into it a little bit more. So we won without Embiid. Um, and then absolutely got dominated, uh, losing by 34. What were some of the adjustments uh, that you guys saw that Boston made in this one, uh, in game two, that they did from uh, game one? You can go ahead and go, Tage. There we go. Uh, so what I noticed, it seems like they were okay letting Tucker shoot. Um, he only shot once. Uh, it seemed like Brown was the primary defender on hard and like all game this time um, did a good job too. Uh, it seemed like they were just trying what I noticed a couple of times they were trying to force hard and right. And then they did a little switch with the corner man guarding Tucker. He, he would switch and the guy guarding hard. And once he got by him would just go run right to, to Tucker, whoever's in the corner. Um, and Harden just kind of just didn't know what to do a lot of those times. He was trying to bait the foul, but those didn't get called. Um, making MB guard the three and come out of the lane, obviously. They shot 51 threes. That was insane. That, that was my concern from day one. Yeah. That was yeah. Uh, and then generally just more engaged, more intense, picking up full court a lot, which made us, I noticed a lot of times we were setting up our half court offense with like 14, 15 seconds left in the shot clock. Um, which is, you know, it, it adds up. That's a, that's a big deal. And then they were just going for every rebound, man, whether they got it or not. And um, just generally, they just trying to turn it up on all facets of the game. Yeah, yeah I mean, they made some some subtle adjustments. But I, to me, the one that really we're going to have to find an answer to was, like Taylor said, was the matchup. Um, putting bigger, long guys on James, quicker, smaller guys on Maxi. Um, yep. we didn't really throw Joel down low, so we don't really know how they'll do that. Um, they kind of competed with him and kind of tried to play one on one. Um, if they're not going to double him, he's going to have to make them double if he can. Um, because that changes the dynamic of our team, we don't play faster with him. I think in game one we were playing faster, mm-hmm. um, and we and we don't do that with him. But I do think that was an adjustment that they made when he knowing that he was player finding out he was playing was they decided to play faster. I mean, we were scoring; they were pushing that ball and shooting threes and pushing and driving like they pushed the tempo. Um, so then when they have it going and they're making shots, especially guys outside of Tatum and Brown. They, they tend to take more threes, play more intact, and attack more um, when those guys were making those shots. And the court just seemed so wide. They just, I mean, it just seemed like it was just wide open shot after wide open shot. Um, but I do think that the major adjustment was the matchups. So if they're going to put Brown on James, one, it helps on switches. You have a bigger guy helping when – I mean, switching when they, when they – when we set a pick and roll with a bigger guy they now have a bigger guy defending our big. Um, but then I also think it's, it helps put in a smaller guy on Maxi, And finally, with those 
with the matchup changes, like you said, them them changing their rotations. Now you put in faster guys in the rotation. So all of your smaller guys are all now in the rotation. So as soon as you kind of double or give them attention, the guy that had usually that would usually be open, you kick that ball out. Now they're rotating from a wing from a quicker guy, and they're able to maybe not take shots away, but they're able to recover to make you think about whether you're open and whether to take that shot. Um, and they're dictating who that guy is that's um, catching the ball. So we got a, we got a, you see, we got a, a phone call here and, you know, I don't landline, know um, um, you know, what do, what do they call it? Landline, landlines. I don't even have those anymore. So now <laughs> I got a phone ringing and it talks to me too. It tells you who's calling and all this, all kind of crazy stuff. Man. But anyway, yeah, that, that that's it. So, so see, it's talking. It's like the voicemails, like, like people were like talking in the background. Like, listen to this. They're like living the, message like out loud like they still have those you know i guess um so yeah that's um i i i i can't get past that that the matchups um and i don't know if i don't know if they would have not necessarily i don't know it would have been interesting to see how that would have played out if joel didn't play you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like how we would have yeah. been able to manipulate that. So yeah, that's kind of the point uh, Barkley made after um, Game Two was that he said that by Joel playing, kind of what you're saying, and uh, by Joel playing this game, they were able to kind of uh, move the ball fast and kind of kind of take advantage of that of him trying to go up and down the court. Um, do you think he should have played? Uh, shouldn't have played in Game Two? Uh I kind of said what I said our last show, and after seeing him play, it to me it's two sides. Um, yep. I think if if he wasn't if he's not going to get better, meaning like if waiting two more days is not going to make it any better, you come out, you got a one only, you come out and you get a feel for playing, so you can be better acclimated for game three and game three wouldn't be your first game and you're trying to figure it out. Use game two to try to figure, figure it out how you can be most effective. Um, So from that perspective, I say it was, you know, maybe you let him get him out, get out there. If this was a situation that was like you're healing and two more days would have taken you to another level. Then I would have said you wait. Um, so him playing in, in my opinion only tells me that this isn't something that's going away. Yeah. That he wanted to kind of get a feel and play and is every other day, see how he'll feel in two days. So he knows. Yep. Um, so, so that's what him playing told me. And at least now we know what their plan yeah, with him on the court you, is. Yeah, and then you can plan on how you want to use him. It may be restricted minutes, but it may be certain minutes against certain guys or certain times that you know you you kind of manipulate that and try to figure out a plan. But some of it you couldn't really figure out until you kind of knew what he could do. I mean, he was effective on the defensive end at the rim. Yeah. Um. So now you got to make that make that adjustment. So if they're on the 
shooting, pick and pop, and from three, figure out different kind of rotations where you don't extend him as much. So mm-hmm. playing allows you to make those adjustments where not playing, you just still going to figure it out, but you don't really know. Where now you have some answers that you can make decisions on. Plus, it's almost like we watched them get reacclimated to all playing together again. Like they seemed not to be on the same page. Yeah, as it's because that, that, that's 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 what I'm saying. Like that's the part that I want people to understand. It's like like you win the game without him. Like we won the game without him, but it wasn't like we won it because he didn't play. We just we just won a game that he wasn't playing in. Um. But when he comes back, he's the number one option. So some guys that when he's not there will maybe come down and pro and play and, and take quick shots. You can't do you just don't do that naturally when he's there. So guys do play a little more guarded and different than they would if he wasn't playing. So some you you find where guys will defer. You find where guys will force feed. Um, you see where guys will force it. So it's not really like figuring it out. Like they know how to do it, but it's like okay, I had a little rhythm the last game, and should I go for it or not? Some of that is on Doc. Mm-hmm. You know, some of that is on Doc and his staff too make it a point of, guys, stay aggressive. You did a good job of the last game. I need you to be that way. We'll bring Joel along slowly. Or, guys, we're going to see where he's at, then boom, we'll come back to you. Because the last game, James was flaming (laughs) in the first quarter. You would think, see where you're at. Or... Go back to how was it all season. Kind of go with the flow. See if this is something you're going to stay aggressive or, you know, we full throttle ahead. Sometimes you just don't know. Do you think they made a mistake in kind of going – it seemed like they went right back to, like, regular season Sixers game plan. Do you think they made a mistake in not just playing how they've been playing as a team but adding Joel to it and he'll he'll find his role as he gets – maybe more acclimated to game speed? Taser, to be honest with you, like, I, I I really don't know. Like, because I think it really comes down to how significant his injury really is. I, yeah. I think it really comes down to that. I think him playing, and not necessarily him playing, but how does he feel today? How did he feel yesterday you know what i'm saying so that tells you a lot so if they're saying you know what he played but he feels great he feels stronger feels better feels more stable then you're like okay well we can increase that load but if he's like flat or worse you like we got to do something a little different here yeah so it's kind of hard to say without really knowing the condition and that game wasn't a great. And, and we're not players. finding we're not finding out the condition until the not even the game starts, but as the game goes. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
And that game wasn't even enough because he played 26 yeah. minutes and we right. were blown out by the, you know, third quarter. 26 so. minutes that didn't really feel like 26 minutes. Mm-mm. No. Yeah, it didn't. Um, so kind of carrying over to that for our next topic, uh, talking about MB and kind of speculating on on where he'll be at uh, in this injury uh, tonight. Um, so some were calling it the shake off the rust game is what they were calling uh, Wednesday night. Uh, but how much rust is uh, is there? Uh, so my question to you guys is, on a scale of 1 through, uh, to 100, 100 being MVP Joel and then what he was on Wednesday, what do you think he'll be in game three? I believe yesterday they said he was questionable um, to play, but you know, I think all signs are pointing to him playing tonight. So so what, what, what do we think he was on Wednesday, and then what do we think he'll be tonight? Yeah. Okay. I think he'll be similar. I, I don't like I said, from based on him playing the last game, it's in my opinion is my belief that this injury isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think he'll be enough to be effective to help us win. Um, I do not expect to see the guy that dominates scoring 30 plus points a game. I, I just don't expect to see that, which means that there's other ways that he can dominate and still help us win. But what we have from the other guys and scoring and doing more will be it for us to win. Yeah. In my base, because it's, it's not in my opinion on talent is my opinion on his injury. He, he I will say he showed some explode. He had some explosive moments where I was like, Oh, okay. You, you, okay. you feel pretty good. Yeah. That, that was encouraging. The one thing with the injuries are some some of the sometimes that I've playing with injuries, sometimes the explosion wasn't the issue. It was the stopping and initiating and going and jumping and landing, mm. especially with lower extremity injuries. Um, you yeah. can actually sometimes pick up speed, but it's like you know how you run it, and all of a sudden you like it takes you a minute to stop or stop on a dime and then cut or to make that sudden change and sudden explosion up. The, those are the things that's, that were harder. Also, he looked really uncomfortable with that brace. Do you think that's the first time he put that brace on? Because in his shoot arounds, they never showed him with it. No, I, I would saw with it on. I, I would think that he I would think that he put it on and tried to run with it. I would hope so, yeah, because he didn't. But that doesn't. But you can you can work out with it, run with it, but that still doesn't make it comfortable. No, 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 no. Yeah, I, I, yeah. But I just I expected to see him wearing maybe wearing it during his shoot around just to get get your basketball. You know, it's like it's like putting I mean, like a it's the shooter, if you're not really going to run, the shoot around really doesn't matter. I mean, it's really about the running in it. Um, you know, so it just walking around and playing in it is it's a different feeling. So it really, that's not really going to help you get it more just, you know, accustomed yeah. to it. But just even walking with it, I saw him like not trip over himself a couple of times, but like his, his foot when he'd walk, but that, that leg would get like, it would hit the ground when he'd walk. I'd be like, he looks, he doesn't look, doesn't look right yeah. at all. Um, I, I'd say if I had to put a number two at 65% on Wednesday, and I have the same reaction. I, I think he'll be around the same. I honestly think it's hard for him to prove why he's playing. Um, if he was going to sit out, yeah, maybe he'd make some more progress. But if he's playing every other night, 
he's, I mean, it's wear and tear every night. And it's pretty much going to be, I think, at this level of the rest of the playoffs. Yeah. I don't think he can get better from here on out if he's yeah. playing on it. Especially not getting an extra day of rest while traveling. What the hell is with that, by the way? Uh, I mean, why, 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 couldn't, why couldn't we play tomorrow? <laughs> uh, based on the, remember I said it back then, it was based on, um, when the tournament, when the when the um, series started, so mm-hmm. so when we were talking about, hey, let's start on Monday's better than Saturday. I was like, well, wait a minute, you know, starting Saturday, you can stretch that series out. Mm-hmm. Like you look at Denver, like Denver and they started in, in Phoenix started Saturday, two days before us, and they played tonight with us in game. We're both in game three, <laughs> and they started two days before us. That seems that seems crazy. And, and I think New York had like a four day like layover, right? They, they, they're they're in game three tomorrow. Yeah, and their first game was before us. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Well, I mean, it where everybody's going to end at the same time, but the earlier you start, the more days you have off in between. Yeah, the the, the two series that got uh, screwed over in the and screwed over was uh, Golden State and Lakers. I think Lakers have. Um, I think I, I, 13 days in total of, of their series. Our series is 14 days in total for the series. Um, yeah, but so. they're because their their series started a day after ours because yeah. Golden State had a game seven. So they have to catch mm-hmm. up. Yeah. yeah. So so Golden State has what hasn't had more than two days off since what game four or five. Yeah. <laughs> well, luckily, there's not a lot of travel really for either of those teams. Really yeah, going. They, have, they haven't left the state. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Boston and Philly is pretty close too, so it's not you know it's not a huge, yeah. huge travel. It's still it's, it's annoying. Well, hopefully Doc can make some adjustments after what he saw in Game Two. If Embiid is going to be around the same, hopefully he can make some adjustments based on what he saw from Embiid, um, and have a nice little mix, a nice little balance of what we saw from Game One and Game Two, and put that together for a nice uh, home victory tonight. Yeah. Um, I hope so. So uh, next topic. Uh, so we we obviously don't want to be all doom and gloom on the show after what we saw game two because remember we, we did win game one. So let's let's be positive a little bit. But um, Joel did win MVP uh, and uh, he's being presented with the award Friday night in Philly, uh, the first MVP since Iverson and the fifth Sixer of all time, joining Dr. J, Moses, Wilt, and AI. So uh, just to, to have a, have some fun with this, what was your uh, favorite moment, uh, NBA moment from the season? I'll, I'll go just to get things started here. Uh, my uh, my moment might be one of your guys's, but um, uh, our Saturday uh, prime or Saturday mid afternoon primetime win against Denver, uh, the one twenty six one nineteen win. You know the first place Nuggets. Yeah, Jokic versus Embiid um, in that one. Um, but uh, we were down fifteen at halftime in that one. Embiid ended up with forty seven points, eighteen boards, five assists, three steals, two blocks. Uh, in that one. So, yeah, just an all-around great game, uh, the comeback aspect and just the totally dominating the game um, from the, and just taking it over in that fourth quarter especially. So, my uh, that was my MVP moment from Embiid. Yeah, that was, to me, that was you – know, I was going to say the same thing. Like, that's sort of the signature moment of the season. Um, it, it was – obviously, he had, it was a great game, but it was who they were playing, who they yep. beat, the circumstances with the MVP. So – that that made it um, a signature game for him. Um, I, I I just couldn't think of anything that was bigger than that one um, for this season. Uh, I had three just because, just in case you guys uh, took mine, Marcus, Marcus took one of them. Um, I had also the, the the game winner versus Portland was awesome. Yeah, for a moment, 
But as far as game goes, I, I chose the um, besides the Denver one, I chose the uh, the Boston game one, just because I just felt like that put like a his his odds shot up after that game. Like, yeah, that's what everyone was like. Even naysayers were like, all right, all right, yeah, he, he got it, he got it. It was like, all right, well, we're gonna leave him alone. He's got it, leave him alone. Yeah. Um, I just thought that was such a dominant late performance against a another division rival foe, um, who we facing now so yeah that was that was mine you said you, you said you had three three moments yeah, he, just, he said three. Oh, so uh the, the blazers game what was, was yeah, the, third the one? other the third one was the one we picked okay. yeah yeah denver yeah i mean that's hard to argue against i mean dominated against the other mvp candidate i mean you know that's yeah. um another great comeback it was more of a team thing was the Milwaukee Bucks game was awesome but yeah, yeah that was, that was to me that was like more of a James game yeah yes yeah that was probably James crowning moment for the season to be honest well besides his playoff win with that MB but regular season yeah that probably is yeah. as a team too I think that was also just a really yeah. great victory for us yeah I, I think uh, collectively if you look at the um the Grizzlies game was also another one where we uh, yeah kind of, that was that was also we had a, lot another... big, we had a lot of huge comebacks this year yeah yeah Hope we have more more in store for us. So we'll hopefully we don't get down by that much in any of these upcoming games in Boston. <laughs> well, I was gonna say we just did. We just didn't. This time we we benched everyone. And we had to rely on. By the way, our third uh, uh, stringers played pretty good. They actually played with more consistency, and they played some minutes against some of those Boston starters. Yeah. They did. They played all right. Yeah. Maybe Ferk gets some more minutes. Hmm? <laughs> It was cool that MV, uh, Embiid uh, did give uh, Ferk a shout out during his uh, MVP presser, you know, because that's one that's the longest tenured player on the team right now that his buddies play with. So it was cool to, that he gave yes. him some love in the, the press conference. That's cool. Do, do you think, uh, just I mean, you, you were there when the last time we we were given an MVP uh, in Philadelphia. I mean, just talking about, we're going to get to the game predictions in a second here, but like, do you think there's going to be kind of like um, this, this kind of energy? Obviously, it's energy in a playoff game, but like, kind of an added energy boost in the building uh, tonight with uh, this MVP presentation? Yeah, yes, but yes and no. I say yes because it's game three, it's the playoffs of Boston, and, you know, people are going to be enthousi- enthusiastic about that and the announcement. They're going to be happy and ready for it. But I think that the way they announce it and it's on NT is be- not before a game, like it's – you kind of some of the enthusiasm is gone now. Um, whereas I believe when we did it, it was like people were just finding out like that day <laughs> mm. that they announced it. So it was so it's different. Um, especially if a guy's still playing, you know what I'm saying? So it's you you we didn't have all of the information so early in advance before the of the presentation. Um, if, if you know what I mean, like just the, the yeah. information that you get before kind of like you're it's different than getting that information, getting the trophy, like all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It, you mean it peaked already? Yes. <laughs> we're just like we're now we're just yeah. doing have a little, have a little bounce. Yeah. 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 It's lost its luster a little bit. Um, um I did like the the live unveiling. I thought that was cool because I mean nowadays Twitter just ruins every like big surprise. So at least they just try to kind of incorporate a viral, you know, social media announcement while you know we're watching them. I thought that was better than just seeing Woj tweet it from his phone. You know, what I mean, like there's just 
no excitement there. Yeah, you're, you're referring to like you know Twitter ruining like the, the NFL draft and the NBA draft, so you, yeah, you can go yeah. there to see all the picks before. I don't leave my phone during the NFL draft because of that stuff. It just ruins it. It does. It does suck. Um, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Iverson went off for 50 plus points the day he was uh when they uh, gave him the trophy uh, before the that playoff game. I think he had 52 uh, that game. It was, so it was against Toronto in the second round. Then it was against Toronto. Yeah. I believe that was the 52-point performance. I, th- I think I saw someone tweet about that th- that night. So that was game two or game five? Are you looking at it up, Tasia? Uh, yeah, give me, give me a second. Okay, career playoffs. be nice if NBA has something similar to that, but I doubt it with his knee situation. <laughs> Toronto... It was game two, or no? Yeah, yeah, game. Yeah, game two. I'm not sure about the day he got it, but he had 54 points in game two. Okay, yeah, he had, had 50 another game two, game five, I think. Yeah, game three, four, five. Game five, he had 52. He had 54 in game two and 55 in game five. I believe it was game five. Then it was when okay. the presentation was done. Okay. I knew the games that he had to 50 plus. Yeah. yeah good job, man. One of those was a close game. One of those was an absolute blowout. Game five wrecked them. Five was a blowout. Five was a yeah. blowout. One by 33. Damn. Um, yeah. Interesting. Well, hopefully we have some of that tonight. So some of that uh, MVP magic tonight. Uh, so we're going to lead to uh, our predictions here. Um, so game three at Philadelphia, the line opened up um, at Sixers as a one point underdog. And I, I didn't know if that was tied to NB being questionable for this game. But right now um, I looked, we are now a two and a half point underdog at home tonight, which is very interesting. Uh, I think maybe people are buying into the domination on game two. Maybe think that's just going to carry over. I don't know, but um, I'm curious to hear what you guys uh, got for this game, uh, the prediction and what you guys are looking for tonight. Uh, we're going to win. So, yes, that settles the world. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we can't – I guess we're going to, um, you know, we're an underdog and, and we win. So, that uh, answers both for me. <laughs> I think we're going to lose tonight. Oh, it's a – <laughs> I just I have a bad feeling about it, man. I have a bad feeling about it. Negative Nelly over there. Man. I know, man. I mean, how honest do you guys want me to be here? Yeah, I'm supposed to be honest, right? I mean, yes, but you honestly think we're going to lose it today? Yeah, I think so. I have a bad feeling about tonight. I don't like the spread either. I didn't like the spread in the in this game too. Remember, I said it's kind of asking people to kind of jump on Philly if you put make it a minus nine. Because if you made a double digits opening, then it's like, oh man, double digits. You guys just lost. But you make it minus nine. I, I don't. I don't know. I underdogs at home. It's just against a team you split with already. It's just a bad. I don't know. It's just a bad. I do like that people are jumping on Boston. That that's that's good. But I just don't like that. If you want people to take Boston, right? So if, Boston. If, Boston has been favored all three games. Yep. Yes. Um. In my opinion, personally, if you wanted people to jump on Boston and you wanted if Vegas wanted to trick people into taking Boston, you'd make them the underdogs by like even one even one point. Plus one Boston would get 
everybody on Boston. Granted, it sounds like everyone's jumping on Boston anyway, since it went from 1.5 to two and a half. So one to two and a half. One to two and a half. So it's still working, but I think it would tip their hand a lot more if they made it plus anything, Boston. Um, plus points, Philly taking the home team plus points. Just I don't know. I have a bad I have a bad feeling about it. Have you looked at the public betting, uh, the percentage on it? No, I haven't yet. I'll do it right now. I have to imagine it's pretty big if it's, if it's jumped one, one, one and a half points. Yeah, um, you think so. I know percentage of bets uh, is like 57% of the bets are on Boston tonight. 43% is on the Sixers. So that's just percentage of bet. That's not where the money is. It, it got to be Joel's injury because no way that we would come home and be an underdog in Philly if he was healthy. Yeah. Even He's, if we were down 0-2. This this would be the game we we win yeah if we were down 0-2. yeah for sure yeah this would be yeah um, so game one we we were an eleven point dog game two it was a nine it was it was it was between nine and a half ten and eight and a half I think before game time and that's some sense so we're we're down like that on the road um, you know because they didn't think Joel was playing and now they seen he's playing and kind of sees injury so they have his underdog yeah. and they just you know, made a smaller amount. Yeah, I'm with so Eric on that. 64% of the bets are on Boston and 64% of the bet of the money is on Boston. Okay. So people are buying that. That's what's going up. Yeah. That makes sense. So people are buying into uh, the 34-point loss and NBC injury. Yeah, people are like, hell, minus two for a team that just won by like 100 points. I mean, why not? Not people. Not people. Tasia. <laughs> People like Tasia. Like-minded Tasia's. Hey, I'm not betting on it, though. I I, 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 I like it. Um, I just have a bad feeling. Yeah, I just – I don't know. But you're but you're basing your opinion – I can see us going into I, – I, I just see us going into game four down one to two in a desperate win at Philly. Hmm. I see us needing to win both home games. and Well, we do need to win both home games. <laughs> I agree with you there. We need to. I just and I think we need to win three. And I'm just not sure how much you can adjust some of the problems we're having. And B's injured. He can't get well, out. Three I mean, if you're to me, if you're saying that, that's not going to be different in game four. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> so I, I, we I think win somehow, some kind of way. True, but you live by the three, you die by a three. I think sometimes they'll be shooting 40%. Sometimes we'll shoot 30%. We'll win the 30% game. We'll lose the 40% game. So that's, that's assuming that we're shooting and playing well. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I. True. I, just, I don't I think, think we'll shoot 20 again. I that's think it, hopefully, I'm thinking, I'm just thinking the urgency um, is extremely high that we got one at home. I mean, we got one on the road. All we had to do is win home games. And we're going to the conference finals against a fourth or AC. Yeah. Well, we can have home court advantage for the rest of the playoffs. I know, man. It's, so we're so close. Hopefully that urgency is there. Yeah. I haven't looked at it. Is that probably our worst shooting, our three worst three point game of the season, right? Six of 30. I mean, it, 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 I would hope we haven't been worse, but you know. You probably have to look at some of our worst like scoring games, and it would probably that would probably correlate to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, 
I also think too, uh, also with the, with the betting, I, I think people and all these talking hands are also talking about it too, which contri- contributes to a lot of this stuff. Um, people where they people bet, but it's like everyone thinks that Harden's game one was a fluke, and we're not going to see that again. And then Embiid's injured, so if you're not going to see Harden's 45 point performance again, you're not going to see Embiid uh, playing 100. percent Then there you go, Boston's going to continue to do what they did. But I just think their shooting percentage. Most of those game, people probably pick Boston to win. Yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're trying to contribute to it, why they picked it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're also probably not going to see Tatum score seven points in a game either. Yes. Whatever yeah, but we're also not going to see them uh, continue to shoot this at, at this clip that they're shooting at. What's that? They, 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 they lost game over. They still shot 58%. Saying, like, they, Tatum had seven points and they blew us out. Yeah. So it's not, that can have something to do with it too. Yeah. Yeah, but you know it's it's only one one ball, so he getting more shots. Someone else is not. So. Yeah, but shooting, I mean, fifty one threes, man, that's just it's crazy. It's crazy. That percentage is down. It's got to come down at some point. You can't be shooting the way they are both both games and continue this uh, in Philadelphia and the environment mm-hmm. that we're gonna, and in this environment that we're we're gonna have tonight. Hopefully, hopefully the fans can. It's, it's called play better defense, guys. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah that too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hopefully, game three uh, goes our way, and um, yeah, hopefully so, I'm wrong. So, g- game four is Sunday then, because it's a one day split. Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, so yep. let's let's make game two days. I don't think it's two days until between five or six or six and seven. Six and seven. Yeah. Damn. All right. So let, let's pick uh, game four before we get out of here. Then. I'm just saying we're winning both. I like it. We'll win game four. So Tasia's one and one for us in the next two games. Eric's two and zero oh for us in the next two yeah. games. I'm uh, I'm with the, I'm Team Eric on this one. Yeah, I bet you I'm Team Eric too. I mean, <laughs> I, I said we we're going to win in six, so we win. I'm, three, rooting, I'm rooting for Eric's picks. Yeah, we, not we, we win three, four, lose five, win six. I like in it. our home games. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully that hopefully that happens. Um, all right, well, that does it for us, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in to Believe in 76ers podcast. We'll see you guys on Tuesday as hopefully we are going into a three three and one at that point. For, yes. and, and, that, and that would be game five that night. The Tuesday would be game five then, the, every yes. other day. So, yeah. Oof. Hopefully we got three one going into that game on uh, Tuesday. So We're going to feel really, really good by our next show or pretty bad. I mean, if it's, if it's two two, I will be feeling bad about that. I mean, if it is two two. I, mean, I wouldn't feel bad. Yeah, about I wouldn't feel bad. I feel bad, but he, you know, he talked talked the spirit into it with all this negativity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tasia is the negative guy on the show. That, when, when yeah, we get YouTube, when we get YouTube commenters talking about how negative we are. They're talking about you, buddy. I hope you, I hope you know that. <laughs> it's fine. I'll own it. I'm, so, I'm I'm rooting for your picks though. So that's good. all right. All right, guys. I hope you guys okay. have a good weekend. And uh, Eric, uh, tell uh, Darius, congrats. I'll, I'll send him a DM on Twitter. All right, take it easy. All right, see there you guys. Go. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.